0: Thank you for downloading and listening to the Briam Bible Church Sunday morning podcast. Briam Bible Church is located in Shoreline, Washington, morning worship at 11, and many more events throughout the week. For more information, please visit our website at www.breanshoreline.org. Three years ago, Caleb Beefus came and joined us on staff for six months as an intern from Grace Bible College as part of his education. And uh, we enjoyed having Caleb with us. And uh, Caleb went back and finished his schooling, and he is now the lead pastor, as you see, at the Grace Bible Fellowship in Jenison, Michigan, where my grandkids go. You lead my grandkids. Thank you, Caleb. And uh, so it's great to have Caleb with us. Caleb, come on up, Caleb. Caleb is here for uh, speaking at an Wana conference that Kyle and Nancy are leading uh, yesterday. And uh, so as long as he was here, he said, hey, let's stay for the weekend and uh, come and uh, preach once again. It's been three years since we had a chance to hear him. He looks the same, right? Looks good. He, he, he says, it's okay if I didn't cut my hair. And I said, uh, it's okay if I didn't cut my hair. So we're, we're good. <laughs> uh, Caleb, it's uh, we're just good to have you with us. Can I have a word of prayer with you? As you open God's word, for him. Father, we thank you so much for our dear brother Caleb and just the uh, opportunity we had to be a part of his life and to help in his preparation for ministry and now for him to come and minister to us. We ask your blessing upon him as he opens your word to our hearts. May we listen to your words today. In Christ our Savior's name, amen.
1: Amen. Thank you, Pastor Jim. Actually, somebody was uh, reminding me yesterday that uh, if you look at 50 years of uh, Berean Bible Church, I was here for six months. That accounts for 1% of the time that is here. So uh, I do just want to, as I begin today, just uh, thank you for my time here. Really, it was an impact on my life. Um, to just take a, to have a good picture of what ministry is all about, uh, to just be brought in uh, as a church family. Uh, not only me, I think the church broke the rules because my fiancé, my wife now Mary, uh, came and visited and then Nancy spearheaded a movement to not let her leave. So she stayed for, for three months out of the six months that I was here and just really neat for uh, us to do some ministry as we were engaged uh, together. Susie threw us into Sparky's and, and so forth. This church has really uh, meant a lot uh, to me and, and to us and, and and it's really been just a, a privilege to uh to look back at my time here and just to, it's an honor to be here um this morning. So um as we um Uh, begin today, I really just want to think about um, our time as well. Think about that that issue um, of uh, time that we have in our life. And it's significant, too, where as we talk about time and we think about our past times and where we're going in the future, um, I really think we could come to a a biblical understanding and a biblical challenge of, of how we might understand the times that we are in our times uh, that we have um, today. And so really that's the goal to look at understanding the times and then out of understanding our times, knowing what to do. Now, uh, up front here, I need to tell you, I really have not cornered the market on this subject. Uh, there are ministries that have been founded, organizations that are being run that seek to help people understand the times and know what to do. There are books that have been written toward this end. But I think as we open God's word, maybe we just have a really good reminder about how this would impact our life, how we can better understand our times and know exactly what we should do in light of God's word. It is a challenge because our times are constantly Changing. Uh, sometimes it's more of a small change that we have that's going on. Sometimes there are huge changes uh, to our uh, times that we have. And if we add to that changing aspect of our times, we can recognize that all of us have a somewhat limited understanding. So it's a big challenge that's before us, and hopefully we can just shed a little bit more light as to how we can uh, do this uh, in our life. And so I think it's so important for us to come back, to look at our times, 50th anniversary, understand the times that we lived in the past, understand our current situation and circumstance, and live those out in the future. And so just a reminder today is how we might understand our times and know uh, what to do. And really, um, uh, leaving that internship uh, that I had is a good example of this. I had to drop off my key. We're December 14, 2011. 2011. My fiance and I were were about to fly back and drop off my key. And hey, let's stop in and understand our times. And we went into Pastor Gary's office and we rearranged some stuff for him. We knew we were off the hook. We're not going to get in trouble for it. So we pranked his office really quickly. And and then we're going to get out of here. So I drop off my key and we head out to the airport and uh, being a college student and i had just engaged just proposed to my wife we'd gotten engaged Uh, I put a lot of money down there. Um, Being a college student, you're kind of uh, uh, pretty poor anyway. Uh, um, And so I didn't have much money and so even before coming out here, I was like, hey, you know, Brian, I'm coming from from Costa Rica and the the flight is expensive. Is there any way you guys can help me out? And the church did. They paid for half of my ticket. But we still bought the cheapest ticket possible. And so coming back from SeaTac Airport, we we went down there. You would like to think we could go straight from SeaTac Airport to Costa Rica. That's not an option, especially when you are Buying the cheapest ticket possible. It's funny. When you buy the cheapest ticket possible, you end up flying a lot more. And so, anyway, this ticket that I had was from Seattle to Dallas, and then from Dallas on to Miami, and then from Miami finally on to Costa Rica to our destination. It was a long day that was in front of us, but we were excited. It was Christmas break. I had an exciting time here doing ministry, and we're going on uh, to this break. Now, there was an opportunity that presented itself, and I'd like to think that I understood my time and I knew exactly what I should do. We get through security and we get to our gate and we hear over the PA system, well, um, we're sorry to inform you that our flight is overbooked. We need a couple volunteers to stay behind and get the next flight. And we're offering a $400 voucher. I understood my time, and right then I jumped up and went right to that counter. I understood my time, and the result, I think it was a God thing. I don't know if I really understood my time well. might have been more dumb luck, Uh, but I think I would like to think I understood my time, and so they rerouted us through. We waited a half hour, rerouted us only through Dallas. We got home to Costa Rica two hours earlier than anticipated. Uh, Just, you know, maybe that's just not a very good example, but hopefully that's a way to understand our time and know what we should do. Another example from my life to this end is um, throughout the past couple of years, I I had a rougher relationship with this guy that was my best friend growing up. We met when we were eight years old. This was the guy that we got in trouble during the Sunday school hour because we broke something. This was the guy that we would climb mountains with. One of my closest friends. And throughout the time that I was at college, we'd become estranged, you could say. There was like a rift in our relationship. Things weren't the way that they should have been. And so as I even reflected on that, I, I understood my times. I understood in relationship to that relationship that I had with this guy that there was something different that needed to take place. And so it did take some, some working. It did take understanding the time. Maybe it's some prompting of the Holy Spirit that this needs to be fixed. And there's something you can do to, to repair this relationship with him. And so through that, you understand the time the Holy Spirit guiding us. And I went and we sat down, and it was a painful conversation that we worked out. And, and so now today, you know, I, we have this good relationship once again. Just two examples one that's kind of exciting of understanding our times and knowing what to do, another is understanding the painful reality of a rift in a relationship and then understanding what God has called us to do and going forward and doing that, no matter how painful it is to bring restoration to that relationship. I I think we all need to understand the times and know what to do, and it does show up in practical ways uh, in our lives. This is really what all of us here at Berean need to be doing on a regular basis. When it comes to our daily decisions, to our relationships, uh, to our finances, to our investments, to our studies, to our careers, to the workplace, to our retirement plans, to our ministry involvement, to our recreational activities, and so many other areas, we really need to take a moment and understand The times, understand our times and know what we should do. The alternative of deciding, no, I'm just not going to understand the times. I just don't really care to sit down and think about what it should happen is really to live a life with very little direction, kind of just drifting through life, not caring where we end up, simply doing what feels right at the moment, what fulfills me during that particular time. There's really a lot at stake if we decide, no, I just don't care to understand my times. It's truly living with little direction, only doing what's comfortable and convenient. And I firmly believe that God calls us to something so much more he calls us to understand our times and to know what to do. And so there's a group of people in the Old Testament, and I'd invite you to open in First Chronicles. We'll look at this uh, group of people that really, I think, understood this concept. They knew their times, and they put this into practice, and they knew what they needed to do. In 1 Chronicles chapter 12, we see just a small picture into their lives as to where we get this principle of even understanding the times and knowing what we should do. This chapter is all about the men that joined David. He's not quite crowned the king at this point. Men defected to him uh, and the other leaders that were during the time that left Saul and left other areas um, to ally themselves with David. Some may have joined simply to be part of the rebellious side. Uh, Some may have um, thought it the convenient thing to do. Um, maybe few of them did it because they understood their times, and that's what we see uh, with the men of Issachar. But let's look at what's happening first in context. First, First Chronicles chapter twelve, verse eight says, "Some Gadites defected to David at his stronghold in the desert. They were brave warriors, ready for battle, and, and able to handle the shield and spear. Their faces were the faces of lions." And they were as swift as gazelles in the mountains. And I would want these Gadites on my side of the army. This is a, you know, a good weapon to have in my arsenal. The Gadites defect to him. Let's, let's just uh, jump forward to verse 19. Some of the men of Manasseh defected to David when he went with the Philistines to fight against Saul. Verse 22. Uh, day after day, men came to help David until he had a great army like the army of of God. These people start joining David. They're realizing what's happening during this time. They're understanding the time. But there's something different about a small group of people in verse 32 men of Issachar who understood the times and knew what Israel should do. 200 chiefs with all their relatives under their command. There's something special about these guys. They are noted for understanding their times more than these people that had just defected and and left and ended up in David's army. We don't know much about these 200 chiefs, but we see clearly that they are noted for understanding their times and knowing what they should do. What does that really mean? Verse 23, I think, gives us a little bit of insight into what that meant for them in their particular moment. Verse 23, these are the numbers of the men armed for battle who came to David at Hebron to turn Saul's kingdom over to him as the Lord had said. These people, they understood that King Saul's time was up. He had been unfaithful to the Lord and now the kingdom was going to shift over to David. Samuel had anointed David some years before. Time had passed and now now was the time for them to really understand what was going on, what God was doing. These men of Issachar knew what to do, and they recognized this. They were different from the rest of the people. They, I think, were the more rare case. It's interesting to note that in this list of people that came over to join David, they are the smallest in number. I wonder if it's, if we we contrast that to verse 29 men of Benjamin Saul's kinsmen 3000 most of them who, who most of them had remained loyal to Saul's house until then is that is these people you know Saul had just died on Mount Gilboa in context here now these men of Benjamin I think that you know there's no other option for us we better join otherwise we're going to be the the insurrectionists we're going to get in trouble if we don't join these people I think they joined as a last resort but the men of Issachar, these 200 chiefs, there's something different about them. Maybe, I think this might be more biblically accurate, they are here held out as something different because the rest of Issachar, where, is the, where are they? Where's the rest of the tribe of Issachar? We don't really see them here. We only see the 200 chiefs that really understood their time. And I wonder what the rest of the tribe was doing. They're out doing whatever they wanted. They didn't recognize what God was doing at that time. They're the rare case, I think. They're the rare case that we actually need to be in our lives. I think they're people like uh, King, King Solomon who understood that there was a time for every activity under the sun. He understood that and he penned it in Ecclesiastes chapter three. These are people like Esther that stand out who knew through Mordecai and through God's work that she was called for such a time as this to save the nation that was in exile in the kingdom of Persia. These are people, the rare people like Nehemiah, who understood his position as cupbearer to the king so that he would go and he would leverage his position. He understood his time and he knew what to do in order to rebuild the wall in Jerusalem. Those are people that are highlighted more as the rare case. It shouldn't be the rare case. Moses was one of these people that understood it and I think he challenges us to have this same type of understanding. Moses in Psalm 90 writes, Teach us to number our days aright, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Moses needed that teaching from God. We need that teaching from God so that we would understand our times and gain a heart of wisdom. There are so many more that we could name in the Bible that stand out for understanding their time and leading forth and knowing what to do, and you may say, "Okay, Caleb, that's fine. That's all good and well." I can look back too in the Bible, and I can see people that are highlighted for understanding their times. But it's more difficult when it comes to my life. What exactly do I need to do in understanding the times in my life? Well, there's a lot of ways that we can really understand our times. You know, uh, this is November's coming up here, and so uh, in Michigan, it's all it's all the talk, and there's big billboards everywhere. Every commercial that you see, it's 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 time to vote. You can understand the times politically and you can go out and you can read the history and, and find out all the dirt on these people that are coming up to be uh, the next uh, uh, people in the House of Representatives or the Senate. And you can understand your times politically and you can go out and vote for uh, the right person. That's one way that you can understand the times. You can also understand the times where a lot of people are going to come up and tell you, no, it's the end of the world from Y2K to Harold Camping to the end of the Mayan calendar to now this... Uh, um, now this this craze of of uh, an an Ebola scare that we have, you understand the time, so you need to 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 pack up your house, turn it into a quarantine house because you never know what 's going to happen. Maybe we need to go out and buy a hazmat suit that 's one way that we can go out and we can understand our times. Another way we can understand our times is to really live for ourselves, a realization that it's really all about me. This is my understanding. These are my times. And it's kind of this idea where, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick the ladder out from anybody next to me so that I can rise up faster in my own way. That's one way that you can go out and understand your times. Maybe you'd act accordingly if you, you, you understand your times in these ways. But I think each and every one of us if we just take a moment out of our busy day and, and we sit back and we look at our lives, I, I think we can analyze our current situation and we can understand our. Times. You can understand that you're in, in middle school or high school and the things that happen during that time. You can understand that you're in college and, and, and you need to be uh, taking care of your education or, or you can live in a different way. You understand that you're in your career. You see that situation. You understand that you're in your best years or that you're in your retirement years, your best years again. Um, you can look at your situation and you can understand that. You understand your times. You personally understand your times better than anyone else because you know where you are. You're in the thick of it. It's your life. You understand your circumstances. The trickier part is in light of what you're living, what do you need to do? What do you need to do out of looking at those times? In the midst of that situation that you have in your life, what do you need to do? And that implies a different type of understanding, I think. It's an understanding of where you are and where you would like to be. And you live out and you chart that course that you have before you. And so in light of that, we realize all of our circumstances, we are in very uncertain times. Our our times, personally, are uncertain. You probably don't even need me to tell you that your times are uncertain. Maybe you're going, you just wrapped up college and, and you're, or you're wrapping up college, you're about to graduate. There's uncertainties in life as to where you're going to go, what job you're going to get, where you're going to live, and so forth. Maybe you got married. You're just married now and you still have so many uncertainties. What does the future hold for me? What does the future hold for my spouse, for my family? Uh, what career do I need to pursue? Am I even in the right job? Am I in the right state, the right city, the right country? We have so many uncertainties in our life. And we could add to this uncertainty that we have very frail health. Our bodies fall apart and we wonder through that disease that we have, through that cancer that is, is, is hurting us so much, that sickness that we're going through, we wonder what is gonna happen after this? What is God doing through this situation? What does he want me to learn through all of this? It's really difficult for us to know what to do in the midst of our uncertain times. And I think as we look at God's word, we do realize that even in the midst of these uncertainties, we really need to bring them to God. These uncertainties need to be placed in his hands. He will provide a way in his timing and in his own way, even as as the choir sang, that he will be the one to guide us through that in his own way. So there are so many uncertainties to our times, to the times in general, but we know a few things for certain, a few things without a doubt, and Scripture helps us in in that regard. 2 Timothy uh, chapter 4, verses 3 and 4 tell us a few things without a doubt as to even when we think about the uncertainties of our times. It says, For the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you, you, Timothy, I think you, all of us here at Berean Bible Church, but you, keep your head in all situations, endure hardships, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your Ministry. Paul's charge to Timothy here Timothy, understand your times. There are certain things you can understand about your time. People are not going to put up with sound doctrine. So, in light of that, Timothy, be firm in your faith. He tells him in the context of this same chapter live the word, Timothy. And if you're gifted, I think you're to preach the word as well. But everything we do in our life needs to be directed so that we would share the word. That's Paul's charge to Timothy and it's a similar charge to us in light of our times and how we might understand these times. Understanding our times really is better done when it's done in light of what God has told us through his word. In an uncertain world where it's really hard to know our times, we need to be firm in our faith. That's one thing that we cannot give up on. We will live the word of God we will share the word of God as much as we can. And as we're gifted, I think we would preach the word of God as well. Whatever way God has gifted you, you would lead that forth. I think Ephesians chapter 5, verses 17, 15 through 17, really help us clarify our understanding of our times in light of God's word. Ephesians 5, Ephesians five fifteen says, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise as, But as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. We know that for certain. The days are evil. We need to make the most of every opportunity that we have. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. In order for us to understand our times and know what we should do, we need to know what the Lord's will is. This chapter continues with specifics as to what the Lord's will is. And what we see in God's word is a reality of, of, of how we'll live out. And You've probably heard this illustration before, but the reality is if we understand our times and know what we should do, we'll, we'll be either be a, a thermometer or a thermostat. You probably know what I'm talking about. If you're a thermometer, you take on the temperature of the area. You take on the temperature of everything that's going on. So you would take on the temperature of the climate of the days. But if you're a thermostat, on the other hand, I think that's what God calls us to, live as wise. Truly, a thermostat will set the temperature of a room. And so when you go out and you live as wise, you set the temperature of the room. You change the climate of our days. And it's really the question for us. Do we just reflect the times or do we shape the climate? Of the times. That's really the, the question that we need to answer as we seek to understand the times and know exactly what we should do. Understanding our times and knowing what to do really starts with God's revealed will as to what His, His Word says that we should live. And we know there are so many things that are clear from God's will. God's word that he tells us we should live. We understand that we're to, to stop sinning. We're not supposed to live as slaves to sin. We're called to be pure. We're to seek after God. We're, we're to depend on God in our life. We're to study, to prepare ourselves, to know God better, and to serve others. We are to love God and love our neighbor and love our enemies. We see that clearly and as we understand that, we would understand our times in light of God's word and we would know exactly what to do. We could go on and on looking at different aspects of God's will and how we would live those out. And that's truly what it is, living out what God has revealed for us in our own area. God's word guides us in how we can live in such uncertain times. And so a helpful question for me as we think about this, and it seems to be a lot, how do we really understand our times? A helpful question for me that I challenge myself, that somebody challenged me to ask on a regular basis is this, in light of my past experiences, my current circumstances and my future hopes and dreams, what is the wise thing to do? Whenever you come into a situation, maybe we could make this a habit of asking ourselves in the back of our mind this question in order to understand our times and know exactly the course of action that we need to take. Next time we face an uncertainty in our life, we may ask, in light of my past, in light of everything that I have lived and experienced so far, what is the wise thing to do? In light of my current circumstances, my current career, my relationships, my finances, and any other category that you want to add there, in light of my current situation, what is the wise thing to do? In light of my future hopes and dreams, where I would like to go, what is the wise thing for me to do? I think as we ask that question in the face of a temptation, in the face of an uncertainty, in the face of a difficult decision, and we come back to God's word and see what he has said, I think that's going to help us as we seek to understand our time. And know what to do. Maybe we could reword it in this way. In light of everything I know about God, His Word, His will, His character, His Son Jesus Christ, what is the wise thing for me to do? If you ask that on a regular basis in whatever situation that you run yourself into, there'll be some course of action that you would know how to do. And I think we do have the Holy Spirit that prompts us in ways that we realize that we really do need to work toward forgiveness in that relationship or whatever uh, example you may have in your life. And so Berean Bible Church is coming up on 50 years. 50 years where I think we can look back and we can say the the godly men and women of this church throughout this history have really understood their times in, in an extremely good fashion. They have understood their times and they have known what they should do. And so we celebrate teaching, prayer, preaching, children, fellowship, all these aspects that we have here are a cause for celebration because wise men and women have understood what God would like to do on this corner and they've put that into action. And so it's so appropriate for you, for us as a church, to celebrate this reality of 50 years of ministry here. But even as we celebrate We look toward our current situations and what we're doing and our future hopes and dreams and we seek to understand what God would have us do on a personal level and as a church. The challenge really for us is to live this understanding of the times for the next generation. To live this out throughout the next season of ministry for us. And I am confident that this church can do that. Come back to God's word. See what he is doing and strive forward for another 50 years of understanding the times and knowing what to do. It does involve a lot of prayer. It does involve coming back to God's word. But he is there with us and he's going to see us through. As you go out from this church, I've had the opportunity to run into many people that have come through this church, have been ministered by this church. And this church is known as a church that sends out qualified people that are ready to serve God that's what this church is known for the leaders of this church you as a church have understood what to do to send out people that are equipped to do ministry hopefully we would bring this to our own lives and really live this out the reality is your time here at Berean is an opportunity for you to to be better equipped to serve God throughout your entire life, wherever he may lead you and in whatever area you'll find yourself in the future. Therefore, I think if we understand our times, if we seek to understand them, to really see what's happening in our world and what God would like to do through us, we will truly live correctly, act correctly, and go forth from here in a really, really wise way, guided by God's word, So, hopefully we can go out from here understanding our time, knowing what we should do. And the beautiful thing is that there is so much potential of what God would like to do with each and every one of our lives. Let's go out from here and understand our time and know what we should do. Maybe it takes asking that question in light of my past experiences, my current circumstances, and my future hopes and dreams. What is the wise decision for me to do in the face of this uncertainty that I have in my life? I hope you'd ask that question more regularly throughout your life as you seek to understand your time and know what you should do. Will you join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word and just this example of uh, 200 chiefs that really understood what you were doing at that time uh, during the life of David. And I just thank you that uh, they would p- apply uh, wisdom. To know what to do. Father, let us uh, find that same wisdom from your word, from your uh, working in our life, from the prompting of the Holy Spirit uh, around us. Let us uh, work that out in the smaller aspects of our life that we would truly understand what your will is, what you're seeking to do in our lives and live that out. Give us the courage to step up, um, to really know what we should do in light of difficulties that we're going to face. I thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, his work in our life, and the Holy Spirit that lives within us that will guide and provide a way as we seek to follow you in this regard. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together around your word. We thank you for the challenge that our brother has given us today, Lord. And we pray we'll take it to heart. Our days are numbered. Your Bible makes it very clear that our days are numbered and that uh, you, this is a stewardship you've placed in our hands. Each day that we have is one more opportunity, one more day to serve you, to live for you, to love you, to show the love of Jesus Christ to those we come in contact with. We have today, and Lord, we have no guarantee in tomorrow. And so we pray that this day and tomorrow and each day you give us, that our lives will radiate and reflect the Lord Jesus Christ, in all that we do and say. Dismiss us now with your grace and mercy as we go and we return to celebrate next week. In Christ's name we pray. And all God's people can say together, Amen. Amen.